worthy of his glory, worthy of his honor. Amen. God is good and all the time. Amen. We give God praise. We give him glory and honor on this day. Amen. For seeing so many wonderful faces. Amen. For seeing you alive and well. Amen. It is truly an honor to stand before you and a privilege. Amen. To be in the house of the Lord one more time. Knowing that when we come to the house of the Lord, we're not coming to see what you got on. Amen. We're not coming to hear gossip. Amen. We're coming to worship and give God praise. Amen? We come in here to worship, and we go out to serve. Amen. So when we come in here, let's come in here with the right frame of mind, and that is to worship and give God glory and honor. Amen. Is everybody enjoying these hot days? Amen. It is hot. It is hot. Amen. It's 90-something all week long, I believe, ain't it? Amen. Saints. But guess what? Hell is hotter than this. Amen. So if you don't like heat, I pray you know Jesus Christ. Because it's a whole lot hotter in hell and there's no water for sale. Amen. So get yourself right. As, as Sister Sylvia, the, the, the great saint used to say, get right with God and do it now. Get right with God and he will show you how. Amen. These are the days, saints, to reach up and look up to the Lord. Amen. Our hearts go out. Amen. For the bereaved family all over the land. It's just insanity going on, saints. The devil is busy. Killing people without reason. Killing people like he has a license to. Amen. Using those who will listen to his word. It's time to pray. It's time to pray. And my, my hope, my hope today is that each and every one of you, amen, are joining us on this three-day fast this week, amen, to seek the Lord for our church, for our family, for the unsaved, amen. Fast, fast. Get into the Lord's presence and just begin to praise and worship him that he will give us direction and answers in this life. Amen? Amen. amen. Well, we have a speaker today. Amen. We have someone who's going to bring forth the word. Amen. And we know that God's word is yea and God's word is amen. Amen. A very faithful member. Amen. Here at Mount Olive. Here from the beginning. Amen. When this church first started down in Louisville, Kentucky, amen, sitting around my mother and father's table, amen, with me, my wife, and my two sisters. And God has blessed her, amen, to be able to bring forth a word, amen. And we're going to ask our evangelist Hargit to come forth, amen. Amen. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. There's a lot of denominations where they don't allow women to preach. Amen. But I other the words of Pat Robinson. Pat Robinson said, let the women preach. Amen. Let them glorify God too, because you might just get blessed from it. Amen? Amen. Come on and reach your hand forward. Come on and reach your hand forward. Say, Lord, Lord bless, your woman servant. bless your woman servant. 
that she might decrease, that you might increase. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Bless the Lord. Come on and bless the Lord right now. Come on, give him some praise. Give him some praise. Give him some praise. Hallelujah. Give him some praise. He is worthy. He is worthy. Give him praise. Give him praise. Give him praise. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. And give honor and praise and glory to uh, our Lord and Savior, who is ahead of my life. I thank him for being able to stand before you today. No goodness of my own, but God's mercy, his grace that has allowed me to be here today. I give honor to my leaders. Our Bishop uh, Ingram and our Pastor Ingram, and to our assistant Pastor Lewis, and to his lovely wife. I thank God for each and every one of you, my brothers and sisters, the deacons, the evangelists, and the ministers, musicians, every one of you. I praise God for you. I wish I could call you all by name. I can't. Time would not permit me. Amen. But I love you all, and I thank you. Um, for being able to come here today to hear what the Lord has to say. There is a word from the Lord. There is a word from the Lord. And it's such a, a blessing and, and a wonderful thing to be able to be in your midst today. Amen. Body's a little bit tired, but no body's fault but mine can't light out all the candles at one time <laughs> and I'm too old for that <laughs> but I thank God for his strength that he allowed me to come before you I don't plan to stand here all night because it doesn't take God all night to say what he has to say and from the moving of the Holy Spirit today when I thought about what God had for me to bring before you, I knew that it was nobody but the Lord and that the word had truly, truly um, been confirmed by what he wanted me to bring before you. This heat, it's hot. And when you got a little weight on you, it makes you a little even hotter. But um, I praise God. I thought about the young man, the bereaved family, where the young man that had lost his life, his foolish parents took him hiking on this hundred, over 100 degree, degree weather, and he died. The young man, 12 years old. I don't know if you all heard about it, but from heat exhaustion, use wisdom, saints of God. Use wisdom. Amen. It's too hot for all of that activity. Slow down. Just cool down and slow down. And, and if you won't do it, don't let your children do it, for God's sake. But uh, so this 12-year-old lost his life trying to please his parents, hiking in the mountains in 100-and-something degrees weather. 
Amen. But we pray for the bereaved family that God would strengthen them in this hour. And I'm sure that no one could be more devastated than they are for what has happened. Amen. Um, I'm going to be coming before you today as the Spirit of the Lord had given me a word for the church. And I pray that you will let this word sink and marinate in your heart, in your mind. And amen to the truth. And take it home and let the Holy Ghost, and let the Holy Ghost work on you. Amen. I was on a trip to going to Louisville, Kentucky. And on my way to this trip, um, the Holy Ghost spoke with me. The Lord began to talk to me. He began to minister to my heart. And I was so overwhelmed in the little seat that I was sitting in, in the, by the window. I was so overwhelmed, the tears began to come down my eyes and I didn't want the stewardess to think that there was something wrong with me. And I just sat there quietly and turned my head to the window as the tears came down. And he began to speak to me about worship. Began to speak to me about worship. And he said, my people are living beneath their privileges because they don't worship at me in the way that they should. And as I began to listen and hear what the Lord said, he said, there's so many things I want to do for them. There's so many promises that I have for them. But they won't worship me the way I deserve to be worshiped. And I said, Lord, is this something that you want me to tell to the church? Because not everything he wants you to say, something you just have to be quiet until he tells you to speak. And he said, I want you to tell them. I want worship. Everything seems more important to them than worship to me. Worship is the main thing that we are to give to God. Father, in the name of Jesus, I come before you right now, and I thank you. I give you glory, I give you honor, and I give you praise. I thank you, O oh God, for how you have blessed us, Father, to be together. And God, I am looking to you for help. I cannot bring this word without you, Lord. I cannot speak your word without you speaking through me. Let the words of my mouth, let the meditation of my heart, let it be acceptable in your sight. Oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. I want you to turn with me quickly to John, the 12th chapter. Amen. Thank God for the word. John, the 12th chapter, beginning at verse 1, and I'll be reading it to verse 8. And when you have it, I ask you to stand unto your feet to the reading of his word. Amen. 
Then Jesus, six days before the Passover, came to Bethany, where Lazarus was which had been dead, whom he raised from the dead. There they made him a supper, Martha served, but Lazarus was one of them that sat at the table with him. Then took Mary a pound of ointment of spikenard, very costly, and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. And the room, the house, was filled with the odor of the ointment. Then said one of his disciples, Judith Iscariot, Simon's son, which should betray him, why was this was not this ointment sold for 300 pence and given to the poor. This he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and had the bag and bared what was put therein. Then said Jesus, let her alone. Against the day of my burying hath she kept this. For the poor always ye have with you, but me ye have not always. Amen. Thank God for the word. Amen. We thank God for his holy word as we speak about worship and the importance of worship. And it's to your benefit that you do worship, whether you believe that or not. We have a thought today, and I have a question for you. Are you a true worshiper? Are you a true worshiper? Or are you just going through the motions? Are you worshiping God the way you're supposed to? Have you given your all to him? Or are you holding back? Has worship become so trivial to you that you don't even attempt to worship? Let me explain something to you. Anybody can praise God, but not everybody can worship God. Not everybody can worship him. Only the believers only the men and women of God that have sold their hearts to him are true worshipers. And a challenge that I give to you is, I will worship God in spirit and in truth. I will worship God in spirit and and in truth. And a topic that the Lord has given me to give you. Let the true worshipers come forth. Let the true worshipers come forth. I am so tired of going into different churches and seeing a performance, seeing a mockery of our God. I am so disgusted in watching preachers and teachers, apostles, bishops, prophetess, prophets, elders, 
making fun, not worshiping God in the way that they ought to. Do you know that worship is not only something that you do, but it's a lifestyle. If your life does not line up with God's word, if your life is not lined up with God's words, you have a problem. Worship is our innermost being responding with praise for all that God is. Through our attitudes, our actions, our thoughts, our words, based on the truth of God as he has revealed himself. A young man by the name of Moody Press gives a simpler definition of worship. Worship is all that we are reacting rightly to all that he is. Amen? To worship is to quicken the conscience of the holiness of God, to feed the mind with the truth of God, to purge the imagination by the beauty of God, to open the heart to the love of God and to devote, to devote the will to the purpose of God. My definition is not so eloquent. Worship is an inner attitude and I feel awe, reverence, gratitude, and love toward God resulting from a realization of who he is and who we are. Worship, by the way, is not music, although it's beautiful, Brother Leo. It's a beautiful thing. It's not your beautiful voices. It's not you jumping up and down, running down and tearing up the floor. Worship is honoring God. Worship is knowing God for who he is. Adoring him, loving him, obeying him, obeying him, proclaiming him as a way of life. Music is one of the expressions that adoration brings. Worship is not the amount that you place in the offering. Those of you that put your offering in, it's not how much you put in, but it's the attitude of the heart and you're putting in. I was listening to this woman a few days ago and she was telling about this vision that she had when the Lord showed her these angels that were sitting in this church. And she said, while she was sitting there, watching the things that was going on. She said she saw angels all around the church. Some of them had books and they were checking off the things that was going on in the church. One of the things that the angels was writing down in the book was when the offering was going into the plate. How the attitude of that individual was when he gave that offering how it was written down in the book of the attitude of how they gave that offering. Because if you're going to give an offering and you give it with an attitude of, oh God, here we go again, you may as well keep it. 
Don't give it to God. You're not doing him a favor. He owns the cattle of a thousand hills. The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. Everything belongs to God. So you're not doing him a favor because the money that you have belongs to him anyway. <laughs> it's his. It's him that gave you the strength to get it. So you're not doing him a favor by putting in. Watch your attitude when you give. There's so many dif- definitions that I've watched people express for worship. True worship, in other words, is defined by the priority that we place in our lives. My God, the priorities, our priorities, our priorities are so out of line. And I'm not just speaking to you. I'm speaking to me. I'm preaching to the choir. I'm preaching to me. How far down the list is God on your to-do list? You work all day. You take care of your family. You clean your house. You do for yourself. Then at the last minute, you say, okay, I'm going to go on my knees and I'm pray now. You give God the very last part of the day. How much of a priority have you put Christ in? How much have you turned around and did everything else you wanted to do and then God came last? Do you think that this is an acceptable offering to him? Do you think that this is an attitude that you should have as a worshiper? How many of you in here are saved? You can lift your hands up if you're not in jail. You're, you're saved. How many of you have put everything before him? Your job, your children, your husband, everything. Then we expect for God, when we call upon him to do something for us, we don't want it tomorrow, we want it right now. We want it yesterday. And if God doesn't come to our rescue right when we think he should, we got a problem. Do you worship him simply because it's something that you want? Because of something that you need? Are you worshiping him for what you can get? A true worshiper adores God in such a way it doesn't matter what you have. It doesn't matter what's going on in your life. You worship him because you love him so much. He is first. He is one. He is the only. He is, when you wake up in the morning, he's the first one on your mind. When you go to sleep at night, he's the last thing on your mind. When you go, sometimes even in my sleep, I wake up praying. I wake up calling upon the name of Jesus. I wake up thanking him. I wake up giving him glory because God has been so good to me. And if he's been good to me, I know he's been good to you because you wouldn't be here right now if he wasn't. 
He has given you more than what you deserve and more than what you've needed. Yet we don't worship him. We don't worship him. We don't worship him as we should. And it grieves the heart of God. It grieves, do you know that God wants to sit in your presence and talk to you? Do you know that he wants to commune with you because he loves you? Do you know when you open up your mouth and you give him glory, honor, and praise, when you love him with everything that is within you, do you know how that gives God pleasure? Do you know that there is not anything for you that he wouldn't do just because of who you are to him? Do you realize how much he loves you? I think that the reason why you don't worship him is because you're not aware of the love of God. You're not aware how much he adores you, how much he cares for you, how much you are constantly on his mind. You don't realize it. When we go on, on the Facebook, and I see some of the comments from different people, my heart just grieves. My heart grieves. And I'm not telling you don't be on Facebook because I'm on there. But don't give it a priority. I heard our pastor say one time, one day we're going to have a fast on just nothing but the media. We're going to have a fast. And you know what, pastor, that's much needed. It's much needed. I see some people in the bed, and, I, and I, I'm not going to say who, but I see some people in the bed. They're on the Facebook. That's the first thing they do in the morning, before praying, before anything. Jesus, do you not have a life? Do you not have a life? Does God mean that little to you? Let him be first. Let him be first. And whatever else that you want to do, do it. But let God be first. Give him first priority in your life. Give him a praise. Hallelujah. The fact that God seeks true worshipers implies that there are a lot of false worshipers. Amen? False worshipers either worship something other than God or they may attempt to worship the true God but do it in a way that is actually dishonoring him. But either way, sincerity is not the only standard for measuring true worship. All true worshipers are sincere, but all sincere worshipers are not true. For example, there is a devout, sincere worshipers of Allah, Krishna, Buddha, the Mormon God, the Jehovah Witness God, but they are sincerely wrong 
because they are not worshiping the only living and true God who has revealed himself through the word of God. Amen? Someone sent me something. It was one of my daughters sent me something, a message that she saw, and we were all appalled, and I think every Christian should have been appalled by what they saw. There was a a man that was going before the council, (laughs) and he led a satanic prayer at the city council. After petitioning the city of Penoscala, Florida, for months, a Satanist finally got his chance to lead one of his meeting with a non-Christian prayer. He entered the city council meeting in a black hooded robe, prepared to recite the invocation. He memorized it on YouTube, but he, was, he attempted to begin. Dozens of Christians who were gathered behind him started reciting the Lord's Prayer out loud to drown out the delivery of this man. If you turn away from what I feel is proper invocation, said the president of of this council, he was upholding this satanic council, this satanic ritual that, that was to be done. He said, then I will throw you all out. He wanted this satanic ritual to go forth. He upheld it. And he did such a job. He began to sing praises to Satan. He began to show worship to Satan with such authority, with such power. And it grieved my heart because even though the Christians were praying the Lord's Prayer, it didn't drown him out. As a matter of fact, it got even louder. And they did this. And he said, glory be to Satan, the blood of Jesus. These are the things that is very real. And we wonder why our country is going the way that it is going. We wonder why things are happening. We're losing our children. Things are happening around us that we can't even explain and we don't understand it. But do you understand that the God of this world is Satan and he has put himself in a position to make people think that he is greater than what he is. But there is no one that is greater than the God that you and I serve. He is the only God. He is the one and only God. The kings of kings. The Lord of lords. He is God and God alone. There is no other God but him. There is no other God but him. Oh God. I was so grieved and I said, oh my God, this satanic worshiper, he is even out out sounding the Christians and it hurt me. We tend to worship so many things and we don't realize that if you are worshiping other things, you are a part of the satanic clang. It's the same thing. It is no different. I think about the very commandment that God gave to his people 
Starting in Exodus 3, thou shalt have no other God before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image of any likeness of anything that is in the heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself before them nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquities of the children, of the fathers of the children, unto the third and the fourth generation of them that hate me and showing mercy. Unto a thousand of them that love me and keep my commandments. God said, you shall have no other God before me. Yet we have our jobs before him, our money, our children, our spouses, our homes, our businesses, our professions, the social media, our hobbies, and that's just to name a few. That's just to name a few. God is being neglected of worship, and he wants worship. Don't you understand that God is ready to do something for you? That God wants you. He wants you to worship him. When I think of the story of Mary and Martha, the two sisters that had lost the brother, that, that Lazarus, that Jesus had woke up from the dead. When I think of that story of them and how Martha was so busy in the kitchen, she was cooking and she wanted to make sure everything was okay. She was a perfectionist. She wanted everything right. The table decorated right. She wanted the food to be right. She was busy, 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 busy bee. That's what Martha was. And she got angry with Mary because Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus. Sitting at his feet, worshiping him. She took the oil that she had wiped his feet with the oil with her hair the women hair those of you that got long hair don't cut your hair women your hair is your glory she took her hair and anointed and washed his feet with her hair and i can imagine how she must have felt i'm assuming in my mind and some of the theologians have said that they believed that she was even feeling what Jesus was about to come up to because it was almost time for his crucifixion. And she was feeling what he was feeling inside. And she began to cry. And she began to adore and worship him. She wiped her tears, her tears in the, with this hair on his feet and, and wiped them and kissing his feet showing him how much she loved him and how much she wanted him to know that she cared and nothing was more important to her than the moment that she spent right then and that was at the feet of Jesus because he was her God he was her savior he was her master and she wanted him to know father I love you so much my heart belongs to you who does your heart belong to 
Who does your heart really belong to? It's something for you to think about. Some of you say, oh, my heart is sold out to the Lord. The minute trouble come, you get worried. You start running. You don't know what to do. You start complaining. Okay, where's your love for God? You know God's going to take care of this. You know God's got you. So where's your trust in him? When you love and cherish somebody from your heart, nothing, nothing is more important to you than that individual. God being your savior. He wants to do so much for you. But you have not set your priorities right. You've given to everything in. Everything. Our bodies. Mm. We take care more of that than we do in service to him. God said, no other God before me. I am the Lord thy God. I want worship. He wants your praise. He wants your best. He won't want you to give him what's left over. He wants you to give him your very best. Whatever that you do, and I heard and I think about this all the time, do it as unto the Lord. Give it your all. Give it everything you got. When you're playing the organ, play it as though it was your last day playing it, Brother Leo. Play it as though, God, this is not for them. This is for you. I'm playing because you have anointed my hands to play. And you have given me this gift. And I'm going to use it for your glory. Hallelujah. Young man, when you beat those drums, beat it like you never beat it before. Worship him with the drums. Hallelujah. Worship him in such a way that you will get a breakthrough and see God move on your behalf when you bring forth the word bring it with clarity bring it with power bring it with wisdom bring it with knowledge because the Lord has called you to do such a work such a job it's to him be the glory be the honor be the praise and not to you hallelujah Mary gave everything she had she gave everything she poured out to him And God is saying today, I want to see a pouring out of my people. I want to see my people stand up and worship me as though they have lost their mind. And I don't mean it, here's the world saying, but lost your mind in him. Totally surrendered your mind over to him. Totally. God has a plan for your life. He's waiting for you. He's waiting for you. You said, I don't know why God is taking so long to give me this job. Why am I at the same place I'm at? Why am I here? Why can't I move any further? Why every time I turn around, I'm coming up against so many things? Why is sickness plaguing my body? Why is, why? It just seemed like by the time I get to one place, something else comes up. How much time, my brother, have you worshipped him? How much time have you said, God, I don't care what the outcome is. 
I don't know and it doesn't matter to me. But I'm about to come before you now and give you all that I got. I'm going to give you my worship like I've never given it to you before. I'm going to lose sight of myself. I'm going to trust in you with all my heart. I'm not going to lean to my own understanding. But in all of my ways, I'm going to acknowledge you because I know that you will direct my path. Hallelujah. God wants worship so that he can bring you out of your situation there's nothing too hard for God there's nothing too hard it's impossible oh I don't think so it just got started it's just getting good hallelujah my God and my savior I don't know I go on I'm on this job and the people that I'm around they going crazy it's like it's getting worse instead of better God said, I'm setting you up because it wasn't the place I sent you to go to the beginning. But according to your flesh, it was what you wanted to do. So I let you do it. Hallelujah. I let you do it. But if you would have waited on me, I had a plan for you that you cannot believe. Hallelujah. I had a plan (laughs) to take you to a place to your own business. Oh, some of you laugh and say it ain't possible. Oh, the devil is a liar. It's more than possible. Don't you understand who we serve? Don't you know the God that we serve owns everything? We said it at the beginning. I'm saying it to you again because I think you need to hear it. My plans is not for you to be in a mediocre life. But my plans for you is to prosper, to be in health, to be in wealth, even as your soul prospers. I want you to prosper. Yes, I'll open the door for you. How much time are you going to give me? How much time are you going to spend with me? Don't even ask me for anything. Just worship me. And I'll turn that situation around so fast, it'll make your head swim. You won't know that it was me all around. I've been there all the time. I've had your back from the beginning. I've had your back from the beginning. I've said and I've made promises to you and I am not a God that I should lie. I'm a God that keeps my word and I promised you something and it's going to take place. Hallelujah. Spa will be even greater than you imagine. And of course, it always gets worse before it gets better. But I want you to stand strong, to be encouraged, to be empowered. To understand and know it's not in your time, pastor, but it's in his time. God said, I will do a new thing in you. Thus saith the Lord. Hallelujah. And the world will know this is not just a little small function, but this is a nationwide ministry. This is a nationwide ministry. Hallelujah. My God, hallelujah, God wants your worship. He wants your worship. He said, just worship me, worship me, and I'm going to bring everything that you didn't think possible to pass. 
I'm going to open up the school that you didn't think you was capable because you didn't have the qualification. No, you don't. But God, hallelujah, doesn't qualify. Hallelujah. You in the way you seem, he qualifies you in the way he wants you to and you'll rise above everyone that was there before you you will excel them because the Lord has a plan for your life he has a plan spend some time in worship I wake you up four in the morning I wake you up three in the morning I wake you up five in the morning not for you to prepare for the next day but I wake you up so you can spend some time with me it's not insomnia it's worship time it's worship time it's worship time oh yes Lord Oh, glory to God. Glory to the living God. Some of you don't understand it. But oh God, hallelujah. When you get up that time of the night and you say, I don't know what's wrong with me with this insomnia. I don't know what's going on. I don't know why this is happening to me. But God is saying to you, I'm waking you up so you can spend some time with me. I want you to worship me stand to your feet I want you to worship me I want you to worship me I want to spend some time with you I want to spend some time with you you have gone through a lot you have gone through so much but now God is saying I want to spend time with you so that I can show you the mysteries that you have yet to see. Things that I've been trying to show you for years and you haven't seen at all, God, because you have allowed everything else to come in your way. But now God is saying, serve me and worship me with your whole heart and I will bring it all to pass. Nothing is too hard for me. I am God. Hallelujah. And I don't change you change on me but I never change on you oh yes Lord God is saying worship worship me worship me and we're gonna spend this time worshiping him for five minutes let's see if you can do it oh yes Lord come on let's worship him worship him my church worship him people of God worship him people of God it's time for the windows of heaven to be open. We're almost out of here. Hallelujah. And God wants to give you an abundant life before we leave this side. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Be encouraged. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For the God that you serve is more than able. Thank you, Jesus. He is more than able. Hallelujah. Some of you can't get rid of your past. You can't forget about what you've been through. But God said, put your past behind you. Oh, those that have hurt you, let them go ahead. All I want you to do is worship me. I want you to give me the adoration that I deserve so that I can make your pain go away, so that I can fix you up inside, so that I can show you just how much I love you. Those people that turned away from you, those people that have criticized you, they didn't have any understanding. They didn't have any knowledge of what they were doing because if they knew what they were doing, they would have never hurt you before there is some deep rooted hurt inside
pride and it's your worship that's gonna dissolve it that's gonna take it out of the way God wants you to worship him today in spirit and in truth hallelujah worship him hallelujah worship him father hallelujah thank you Lord thank you Jesus oh glory be to God hallelujah thank you Jesus worship him worship him hallelujah worship him the only God that is able to do it oh yes Lord worship him oh pour out like Mary did pour out the oil hallelujah the oil of the anointing that's in you pour it out 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 hallelujah this is the day God wants to sin hallelujah oh yes a word to you this is the day he wants to lift you up and to show you I'm in control hallelujah this building oh God has it under control thank you Lord hallelujah as the angels circle this place as the angels from heaven sit in every empty seat oh because the presence of the Lord is in this place oh because the presence of the Lord is here my God you just don't understand you just don't see it oh my God but don't be ignorant don't be blind know that God hallelujah is right here he is right here he is right here he is right here the holy God that we serve he is here he is here now he is here now thank you Lord to take away your pain to take away your hurt to take it away hallelujah hallelujah worship him worship him I'm confused Lord I know you are hallelujah I know you're confused hallelujah but it's okay I got you I got you hallelujah hallelujah I got you I got you my marriage just doesn't seem to be right God said I'm in control of your marriage hallelujah oh I'm in control of your marriage because you put me first hallelujah my grandchildren they just seem to be going wild but God said I got you hallelujah leave it to me leave it to me you can't do anything with it and if you have given it to me then why have you taken it out of my hand oh my God oh thank you Jesus hallelujah 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 God Lord what do you want from me I want your heart I want your heart I want your heart I want your heart you've given everything else but you haven't given me your heart that's what I want sell out sell out give me your heart thank you God give me your heart hallelujah give me your whole heart my God hallelujah hi yes Lord Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Give him your heart. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You that worship him, worship him in spirit and in truth. Worship the only God, the only God that cares, the only God that can do anything for you. Praise him. Give him a hand, praise. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. We praise God for this word that came forth today. Amen. And, and it just confirmed, amen, some things that the Lord woke me up early this morning. And it was an unusual weeping that I was doing, amen. And I was feeling grieve hearts. I was feeling trouble hearts. And, and I began to pray for God's people. And I began to pray for those that have lost loved ones, you know, just being shot up and praying for our children. And, and I said, Lord, I said, you know, as the evil one is going forth and doing things in this world, this wicked world, we as a church, we as people of God, we have to do things differently also. Amen. And as I was listening to Evangelist Hargett, and she was saying, is there any time for the Lord? Is there any time for Jesus? And God wants our hearts, and we need to press and pray. This confirms what I was telling the bishop this week, how we have to come out, and we have to learn how to pray corporately as a church. Amen. Amen. We have to sacrifice time and pray together as a church. Amen. It's okay to pray in your home. It's okay to have prayer partners. It's okay to be on a prayer line. But we have to learn how to come out and pray together as a church. Amen. And I know I didn't ask Bishop this already, but I'm sure he will agree. As we're going forth in our fasting and our praying this week, I'm going to ask that every church member that does not have a church to go to, uh, I'm sorry, does not have a job to go to, if you don't have a school to sit in on Thursday night, be here. Amen. Amen. Be here for prayer. Amen, Bishop? We want to worship, and we want to pray, and we want to call upon the name of the Lord together. Amen? Bring your children. Don't let it stop you. Bring your children out. They'll learn. They'll sense the presence of the Lord and sit and be still. Amen? But it is time to pray, people of God. Amen? I'm praying about a lot of things, and I know you are too. And people are, are scared. People are walking around in fear, not saying it. People need direction and wisdom. They need understanding. It's time to pray. It's time to worship him. Amen. Evangelist Hoggett, I praise God for you. Amen. That was a now word, and it confirmed some things. Amen. So let us be obedient. Let us be obedient. We're talking so much about what's going on in the world. We're having conversations about it. We're discussing it. 
okay, enough talk. We see it, we hear it, we read it. Let's pray. Amen. Amen? Amen. So let's be here Thursday. Sacrifice the time. Amen. And let's come on out and let's turn down the plates and let's seek the Lord. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Father God, in the name of Jesus. We praise you for all that's been said and done here, oh God. We thank you how, oh God. You were so mindful of us, oh God, to remind us to worship you in spirit and in truth. For the true worshipers to go forth, oh God. So I'm praying right now, oh God, that this week, as we go forth in our fast and prayer, God, that you will be with us, oh God, and that you will minister to our hearts. Oh God, keep your people, oh God. Protect us on the highways. Protect us as we walk down the street. Let your ministering angels, oh God, be with us. And we praise you for the woman of God. Oh God, renew her strength, oh God, as she has poured out. I pray that you'll pour back in, oh God. Oh God, we bless you, we glorify you, and we honor you. In Jesus' precious name, amen and amen. Amen.